29 minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And, uh, yeah, we continue with our discussions this evening. If uh, you'd like to weigh in on our discussions or even share some of your thoughts, uh, we saw the ESCOM numbers coming out as well uh, now that we're speaking just about, uh, I guess, the latest in the world of money. Uh, what do you make of uh, what has come out uh, of uh, that? Uh, um, some marginal declines in that uh, debt burden. Uh, and in addition, of course, uh, they uh, have shaved off some of their headcount. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but still, I guess, a massive loss, massive municipal debt. Uh, what do you make of that? would love to hear from you. And uh, you can send through your uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 079-191-4270. My next guest is uh, Professor Bonang Mohale. He's the president of Business Unity South Africa. And uh, yeah, he, alongside Adrian Gore, were announced as the uh, leaders of Business Unity South Africa as uh, president and deputy president or vice president, respectively. And uh, he joins me now on the line. Uh, and as Nomandiji Prof or president, uh, good evening to you, Bob Mahale Gunjan. And thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Congratulations uh, uh, to you and uh, your vice president, uh, Adrian Gore. And uh, you're certainly not a newcomer to the space of organized business and advocacy. Uh, you're also the president or no, sorry, CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. Uh, and uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, but uh, how do you feel that that early experience, I guess, has prepared you now for your new role, if at all? My brother, you're absolutely correct. So first I spent... 33 years at the Black Management Forum, where I ended up being the deputy president, then the president, and then together with Usoto, we worked very hard to bring in the first woman president in the BMF since it was founded on the 17th of April 1976. So, no, no, no. In organized business, after 33 years with the BMF, I spent 24 months uh, with BLSA as the uh, CEO. But before that, remember, I spent a year as the deputy chairman of Business Leadership South Africa to Dr. Jabulani Albert Mabuz. So I think a a better part of my life has actually been with organized business. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you come into this role at a very interesting moment, uh, uh, Professor Mohale. Um, COVID-19, uh, difficult moment uh, where many people, I guess, are, you know, uh, um, suggesting that our social contract is bursting at the seams. Uh, there is, uh, you know, a tense relations between different social partners, one would think. Uh, we saw the social unrest, I guess, bubbling over and showing uh, how that is playing itself out at, uh, you know, at a local level. What becomes the role for the voice of business in a moment like the one that we find ourselves in? Um, and how, I guess, uh, is, is your stewardship alongside Adrian Gore of that institution uh, going to fashion itself to respond to those challenges? So the role of business crisis mm. in the world, I don't even want to add uh, prof, the most violent prof, society. Prof, so that's prof, the time we come in. But prof, yes, all, all, all of these problems are not in any way new. And I think the question mark that even I would ask to government, I would ask to some of your other counterparts in labor and even civic organizations, is what type of novel actions, if at all, are needed to confront this? And I ask this, you know, uh, not in the context of a very academic question, but in a real sense, 
because where the rubber meets the road, it seems everybody is looking at each other in very antagonistic ways. You know, municipalities fighting business people, business people saying we're going to chart an exit. You know, if you think about what's happening out in the northwest in a place like Lichtenberg. Um, how do we deal with that? What are some of the things that we can do differently? to confront what I think has been a persistent issue. I mean, you know, we get happy in South Africa when unemployment hovers around 20%. Absolutely. So I think first, as business, we have resolved that we are going to think that two weeks in July have demonstrated Mm. to us that our people actually have genuine desperation and anything the box will set them off. But do you think... Number one, I think think as business, we are saying... We must yeah. send the top state capture miscreants yes. to jail. Number two, we must reduce government debt. Number three, we must reduce the public sector wage bill. Mm. Number four, we must fix our more than 740 state-owned enterprises Prof- and state-owned companies. Yeah, Lastly, yeah. why are we not auctioning the sector? Mm. Back to you, my brother. You raised some very interesting points there, Prof, but I want to come to the first one where you were saying, I guess you want the state to just regulate and incentivize and enable. Um, And I'm quite interested in in, in that formulation because many people have suggested what we saw in July uh, was a failure or I guess was a bubbling over of frustrations around a failure, you know, in systems of provisioning. Now, Now, you're suggesting that all of that be left to the private sector, which would largely, you know, and uh, expectedly be driven by a profit motive. Would that not necessarily price out many of the people that we saw out on the streets, you know, uh, stealing anything from millimeal to fish oil and many other things that your members sell? So first of all, I think profit is a good thing. That we wanted a smaller police force, 100,000 women and men less, so that we can spend more money on intelligence. Mm. And then what did you do? the intelligence money. So... Ah, I seem to have lost Ndate Mohale there. And uh, yeah, it does seem to be on the road. Uh, so uh, we'll try and get him back on the line and uh, we can wrap up our discussion. But uh, yeah, let's take this brief break. And uh, on the other side, we'll continue with Professor Bonang Mohale. 17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories and, uh, yeah, the second part of it. And uh, I'm joined by the incoming uh, president of Business Unity South Africa, Professor Bonang Mohale. And, uh, yeah, if you just joined us before we went to the break, uh, Professor Bonang Mohale explaining his viewpoints around what some of the critical actions could potentially be. And I think, Prof, we can agree on many of the issues that you're raising around Spectrum and uh, others. Yeah, but I'm not sure, I guess, on the uh, state involvement. I think there are, as you, you say, sectors which by their nature require uh, some you know, state intervention, uh, least of all with the type of inequality that we have in our society. And I don't think the market mechanism uh, uh, allows for the type of allocative efficiency, but we can have that debate. I think it's an academic debate. Maybe just a last you know, a point, uh, a, a Prof, uh, as we uh, congratulate you on your new role. Um, I mean, what do you make of the state of health of business unity South Africa. I think um, we've certainly seen during the COVID moment how critical institutions like NEDLAC, where BUSA plays a critical role uh, as part of the business constituency, have been able to really, I guess, respond in some instances, putting together rapid uh, response task teams that have dealt with critical things, UIF TERS and many others. 
uh, and unlocking some of the things that have helped households and firms to respond to this crisis. But in some cases, uh, you would also admit they've been found napping as well. Ayabonga, you're absolutely correct, my dear brother. At mm. the moment, we have the Delta. Sure. In, in South America, they're already talking about the Lambda variant. The only way to avoid this is to make sure that, like antibiotics, you hit the population quickly, mm. deeply, and effectively. Ayabong. So what programs are you going to be rolling out with your members? I mean, your members are sitting every day with their you know, uh, workforce that uh, potentially are the people that we're trying to get vaccinated. How do we get uh, you know, them involved? We know we are behind, but we're still not routinely vaccinating, therefore inoculating on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. Only the private sector does that because the government doesn't have money to pay overtime on Saturdays and Sundays. And yet doctors work Saturdays and Sundays and nurses. The narrative is just not correctly packaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prof, we're going to have to leave it there. I mean, I think that the concern that you're raising there is a concern even outside COVID. I mean, the fact that in some places in this country you can't go and pay your municipal bills on the weekend um, speaks volumes about, I guess, the difficulties. But, uh, Professor Mohale, we wish you and uh, uh, your team, uh, your leadership team there, including your Vice President Adrian Gore, all of the best. And uh, we'll certainly be uh, reaching out to you and nagging you uh, in many instances uh, from here onwards. Thank you very much. I will welcome that nagging, my dear brother. Thank you very much. Uh, Professor Bonang Mohale, the uh, incoming president of Business Unity South Africa. We're going to take a brief break now and uh, yeah, share with us uh, some of uh, your voice notes on our WhatsApp line on 079-191-4270. And we'll certainly play those back uh, over the next while. We're going to take a brief break now. When we come back, we go and check out the Wild Coast Sun. Uh, they're in the Wild Coast of uh, the Eastern Cape in uh, what was formerly known as the Trans Sky and one of the oldest casinos in South Africa, and uh, yeah, you might want to ask why that is the case. Uh, so we are like Londo and Vogali.